When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The new rules with weddings is that there are no rules. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Hello. so, where do people get their rules, right, Brad? Well, where do they get their ideas now for weddings? Oh, that's weddings? what I meant. Um, so, here's the thing. This weekend, we went to a, a lovely friend's wedding, and it just occurred to me, because I do that thing, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. In fact, I know I'm not alone, right? Where you sit around, and you kind of take stock of the wedding you're at, and you go, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have done that that way, mm-hmm. or maybe at my wedding, I would do this. Now, it's sort of, you know, a nice playtime exercise. Science yes, that uh, is fun that I like to engage in. It scares the pants off of Jamie though because he thinks I'm infant or uh, imminently planning a wedding, our wedding, mm-hmm. which terrifies him. Anyway, I digress. So I love to share those ideas with him. Like I would do this, blobbity blue. In other words, you love to make him panic. Yes, I oh. mean window into the relationship. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Insofar as weddings are concerned, yes. specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to what happened yesterday. So, as I was sitting there, though, I thought to myself, "Okay, self, there really are no more. There are no rules. So you know how people do this thing where they're like, well, I wouldn't do that at my wedding. People don't do this at this right. wedding. Or you my can't wedding. do that.' And I kind of feel You're like supposed to do that's this. a tale as old as time, right? We mm-hmm. all do that, and we could do chapter and verse. You know, my thing is cake. Bradley says, don't try to give him anything but cake. The reason he showed up at the wedding is for the cake. Yeah, give me some darn cake. Oh, don't do the cute cookie bar thing. Like the, right. donut, oh. the donut wall. You can have donuts, but you better got a cake But you have somewhere. to have a cake. You can have whatever dessert you want, but yeah. if you don't have cake, Bradley's going to talk about it. If you want a gift, you better have cake. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. Truth be told, it I down. didn't actually have cake yesterday. Oh. It's a different story oh, for a different day. But I did want to share with you that at that moment, it can... It, it occurred to me, like, well, where do people even get their ideas anymore? Because literally everything is out there, right? Like, right. I've seen it all. You know, you don't have a sit-down dinner. You have a buffet. You don't have a formal wedding ceremony. You've got uh, interpretive dance. You don't have a, what do they call the person, you know, the thing you do officiant? on occasion. The officiant. They've got, you know, a puppet. I mean, literally, <laughs> I have seen it all. My sister, one of my uh, stepsisters got married in a, a circus tent. It was a circus theme, right? So, like, these days, kind of the thing, the standard is there is no standard. So I wondered to myself, where do people even begin to get ideas then? About what they want to do. what they want at their wedding. And, like, how do they decide, like, what's going to be 
But what's important to them? Do they look at their parents' weddings? Do they just look at Pinterest? Like- 651-641-1071. If you're planning a wedding and you know there aren't any rules anymore, where do you get the ideas? Where yeah. do you get started? Now, for you, Colleen, you got uh-huh. married many, many years ago. I was young. You, you were young. I was 25. And I imagine for you, you still had a very quote-unquote traditional wedding. I had a super traditional wedding. However, in that sort of vein of there are no rules, like I was, what I was going to say is often I think the budget dictates some of the choices you make. Sure. Right. And so, like, I knew for myself, like, I didn't care so much about the flowers because I knew that was a high ticket item. I was like, we can go, I want them to look good, but we can go a little bit skimpy on the flowers. But I want the part, I want the food to be great. I want people to walk out and go, Boy, I've never had wedding food like that before. So that was important. The venue was important. The things around the party were important to me. Yeah. But I was very traditional. And also that was before really people did whatever they felt like doing. Well, that was going to be my my point. I feel like things have changed significantly in the last 10 years. And I, I am perhaps not the best illustrator of that because I haven't gone to a ton of weddings. Jamie... Comparatively, he's gone to a lot more. He has a lot more friends in heterosexual relationships who are getting married mm-hmm. um, than I do. So he's had a lot more experience. Holly, is she on the phone? She's on the phone. Okay, so when she gets off the phone, I want to ask her because I know she's been to a lot of weddings. She's been to a few lately, yeah. In the last couple years specifically. Yeah. And I have this impression that they were very atypical in some ways. Some of them were and some of them were not. I had one of my really good friends got married in the backyard of a house in L.A. And they had a bouncy house, Costco pizza. This is so awesome. For the kids, but, you know, really for the adults. Duh. Duh. And then they had cakes, multiple cakes, and you just walked around the house. It was real nice. And it was, it sounded like kind of relaxed. I remember you had a lot of fun at that one. Totally. But didn't you also go to one like way out? Well, I don't want to, I don't want to know, tell stories that you're not willing to tell, but there was like one sort of far out experience that you had. Yeah. The ones that are just out in the middle of nowhere when you have to plan an entire weekend around Mm -hmm. it and the logistics and the things. But then all weddings have logistics and things and and just, you know, let's go to Michelle. (laughs) Hello, Michelle. Michelle, now that, you know, you can do whatever you want for a wedding, there aren't any rules. Where do you get your ideas? The venue, because everybody has rules about um, like food and number of guests and where you can get your cake. So I always start with the venue. So you're saying that the venue is going to dictate what you are going to do at your wedding. Yep. Um, Like, we were going to get married at a church, but they're like, you have to have this kind of music, and you can only have it at this time, and Uh. you can only do this many things. So we're like, well, we're going to get married in the park then. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't have rules. And then, you know, like at St. Paul Hotel, it's like you can only get your cake vendor from three places. You have to order food from them. Um, I mean, it's why people pick those places, but it's why people don't pick those places, too. Sure. So for you, the most important, what was the most important thing then in picking, um, like how you were going to do your wedding? Was it the venue? Was it the people, like the the number of people you could have? Like, what was the most important thing? I I really wanted it to like have this romantic feel to it. And I wanted to invite 600 people so they don't go together. So I had to, you know, pick a smaller venue and then like nix a whole bunch of people off my list. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Michelle. Oh god, I mean, that's that such a hard also thing. Also is the right? hard thing too is to like you have to also make choices. I mean, that's the thing about planning a wedding is that it has everything to do with 
you can't have everything. Yeah. You can't. You can't have all the people that you, you want on the guest what's list. Important to you. Right. And um and so like you you might want to invite everybody you've ever met in your entire life and all the people that the people you care about have met. That's just not going to be possible. So then you have to figure out how big you can handle. Yeah. And then and and sometimes you do it in different orders, right? So sometimes you are going to look at a venue based on how many people you want, and then you find out how much that costs, and then you have to go back to the drawing board. I imagine, and I have not done any research in this regard, but I imagine that if we did any digging in this uh, realm, that this just means there is a huge market now for... A wedding planner, right? Oh, yes. So people, and not not sort of old school wedding planners, even, but like people who can say, you know, I'm going to ask you 20 questions, and then I'm going to build a wedding for you, right? Based on like what your budget is. Whereas, you know, t- 10 years ago, even probably, it was like you get your mother or mother-in-law or whoever's, you know, like if somebody's helping pay for this experience and then you start, you know, you get a church, you get a hall, you get a, you know, you just go down that traditional checklist. And like what a good wedding planner will do is because I think the reason people make the choices they make with weddings is because they want their wedding to be reflective of who they are as a couple Mm -hmm. and not just necessarily checking off boxes for what the wedding is for everybody else. It's about like, what, what are we about? So like when my husband and I got married, we were like, we just want to really make sure we have a killer classy party yeah. that everybody's going to remember. Like everybody's going to have fun. And, and everybody's yeah. going to enjoy their food. They're going to feel like they had enough to eat. There's going to be a good cake. And then they're going to dance their faces off until oh, we shut it down. Cake. Where did you get your cake from? Uh, it was from, I don't, you know what? Good question. I don't remember. What kind of cake? It was a buttercream okay. white oh, yeah. cake. All right. Good approved. job. Yeah. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. I remember it being good. It was yeah. so long ago, you guys. Yes, you've got to have a nice like buttercream cake. <laughs> but but these days I think a good wedding planner will say like what is it like what is the vibe you want to have? Yeah. What is important to you? And, and then they can make things out of the box happen for you. As much as people love to be at about everything that they didn't, you know, have a hand in and that's probably the reverse is also true, but when it comes to weddings anyway, um, you know, it is it is fun to see weddings that don't adhere to sort of the like traditional you know, framework, like even as much as you're like, I need to have cake. I mean, if you came up with something clever, you know, kudos to you. Cause like, why not? It's 2019. And at the end of the day, and this is, you know, like I always try to remember this when I'm having judgy feelings at a wedding is that this, none of this was about me. Yeah. None of it was about me. This was all about the couple. Just take your plate the cake. and eat it. Yeah. Bradley wants the cake. Well, oh. I mean, the cake is for us. It's yeah, not that's for true. you. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Everything else is for you. Okay. Just let us have one thing. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, you guys, I'm getting super emotional um, about the Brady Bunch house show that starts tonight. Um, and I've done some reading and I've learned some things and now I need to share it with you and let's just hope I don't like dissolve into tears All right. after this let's on the Colleen it. and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Oh, you guys, I am consumed with all the feels because do you know what happens tonight? No. What happens tonight? The premiere of the Brady Bunch, uh, makeover HGTV oh, yeah, series. Finally, that's, that's special. Tonight. This yeah. is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Um, okay, so we've kind of followed this story because when the Brady House, the Brady Bunch 
facade. I mean, the house that was the facade of the Brady Bunch house, not the house the where TV they filmed facade, it. Yeah. yeah, not the house where they filmed it. Not the house where they. I mean, literally, they used the outside of the house. But that's the house we all thought the Bradys lived in. And so when that house went up on the market, we were all eyes and ears on it. Yeah, we were like. What's going to happen to that? Well, mostly because we knew that there were some celebs behind the scenes that were trying to get their hands on it. One of them being Lance Bass. He got in a bidding war and ended up, you know, and he was sort of bitter about it, but HGTV bought it from right out underneath him. And it turns out that HGTV bought it and had designs on, (laughs) no pun intended, doing a show about the renovation of that show to make the inside of the home match the home that we all knew and loved on the Brady Bunch. Uh, The product of that is called A Very Brady Renovation, and it's premiering tonight at 8 o'clock our time on HGTV. Okay, well, I learned, you know, so of course now, like, they're doing all the press stuff about it. And I started, I was kind of kind of keeping it at a a distance. I do this with things that I care a lot about, and this is one of them. And so I was like, I don't want to, like... I don't want to get too excited about it and then watch it and not feel feelings. Well, yeah, you don't know how they're going to treat it. I will say you didn't maybe pay as close attention. I watched some of the progress because I think it was either the Today Show or GMA or one of those morning shows was doing some like in-depth stuff on it. And it was pretty cool to see how they transformed um, the inside of that home to make it truly represent as close to a replica of the inside of the TV set that we, you know, grew up loving as they possibly could. And that's what cool. I'm so I'm and I'm excited to see that kind of happen in real time. But there's so much about it that I didn't know as a result of the fact that I didn't yeah. follow it. First of those things being, I did not realize this is like a four part mini series. Okay, this isn't going to be like a half hour once yeah. a week episode. There's only four episodes and they are 90 minutes a piece. Are they showing uh, night after night or is it each week? Or That what? is a good question. I, oh, geez, that I don't have the answer to. I just assumed that it was Monday every Monday oh, okay. um, for the next four weeks. But what I do know is all of the Brady kids will be involved in one way or another with this show, which means you're going to have present day Cindy, Bobby, uh, Peter, Jan, Greg, Marsha. And also, I also like learned, I follow them as people, mm-hmm. as you know, yeah, a little bit, but there's always a couple wild cards. So the two wild, three wild cards, well, two wild cards are Eve Plum, because Eve Plum, who played Jan Brady, she's like, she really is one of those people who almost has, who has not made peace with who Jan Brady was to sure. her. And so she doesn't like to really go all in on the Brady Bunch stuff. I think it probably takes a lot of coaxing by her other Brady siblings. The other one is Bobby Brady. Yeah. Um, He doesn't show up in pop culture like Greg does with his Branson show. Um, Anyway, Bobby Brady, Mike Lookinland, he apparently like has had a quiet life selling countertops for the past 15 years. Who's the one that has, like, his own furniture line? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. That's Christopher Knight. Okay. And he basically like, and he's sort of had some entertainment stuff. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. Peter. But he's had a lot of like, because he did a couple reality shows. He did The Surreal Life and then he did... Um, the oh, what was it called? I married a Brady or didn't we talk to him on the air? We did. We yeah. talked to him. Um, my Brady collection is like we've got two out of six, so we got to get moving yeah. on this. Yeah. In any <laughs> case, before they kick the bucket, yeah. don't say that they're not that old. No, but I I wanted the same thing for my Golden Girls, and I it ain't happening I know, at this point. Yeah. There's going to be a nice little meeting after. I make a trip to the pearly gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're the only option down. I have. I mean, that'll be when it happens. In any case, I just thought like, but then I had a question. I don't know if you followed this or had an answer to this, Bradley. But early on in the process, when HDTV got the house mm-hmm. from Lance Bass, there was talk that Lance Bass was going to be involved in this yeah. renovation. I don't see him being part of this. I don't. Uh, I don't know exactly, but here's what I do know. Um, insofar as Lance Bass is concerned, but what I do know is that this is going to go beyond this particular uh, four-part miniseries or whatever they're calling yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other HGTV shows that are going to be utilizing this house, or this house will play a part in. So I would not be surprised if you see some sort of project with Lance Bass that this this house will have a project at in, a even different time. If it's not a, a part of this specifically because there was a time and I don't remember if you were here that day or whatnot but we talked about in fact some of the like other weird HGTV shows that were going to be involving this house oh um, yeah I did not know about this it's like uh, a whole network crossover yeah oh, because that's cool. if you think about it they're not just going to spend all this time and money for one dumb short little series this right. is now a piece of property that they own and so they're going to want to you know, use this as much as they can or get as much mileage out of it. I would imagine it would just be a smart business move. Well, and there's a lot of things they can't do with the property. And one of those is because there's been suggestion, like maybe they should have a museum. Well, they can't do that because of zoning. Yeah. Uh, and so it won't be something that will be used for um, people to be able, the common person to be able to tour. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to find, and they paid a lot of money for this thing. Mm-hmm. In any case, it's on tonight. Right. HGTV, 90 minutes. It starts at 8 o'clock p.m. Perfect. And you can pretty much bet you know where I'm going to be. Yeah. Right absolutely. around 8 o'clock. We'll get a full report to tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll tell you all about it. And I swear to you, I probably will cry all the way through it. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some dumb people doing dumb things. They're crazy, stupid idiots. And we love to tell you about them at 2.30 every day after this on My Talk 107.1. We have some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. 
going first. Florida. <gasps> Yay. I want to tell you about Joseph Shereke. He's 48 years old. And he lives in Pierce, Florida. Fort Pierce, Florida, rather. Mm, okay. And uh, he's back behind bars. Why? Because he violated his probation. Ooh. But it's not his violation of probation explanation that earns him crazy stupid idiot status. It's mm. actually what got him probation in the first case. What got him probation in the first case? Well, he has a nickname this 54-year-old does who used to live with his uh, girlfriend. And he was arrested last year for doing this very thing. Uh, he also battered her, so we should just put that out. And I don't mean like in mm, like like, <laughs> like a piece of fish. Mm-mm. I mean the not, bad way. Yeah, in the yeah, bad, in way, a bad right? way. So obviously he deserved to go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. But part of that story was very crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. What was that? So earlier in the day, before all this uh, melee took place, apparently he was drunk on the living room floor. Uh, early in the day. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some issues. Day drinking. Okay. He called up his girlfriend at work and said, <laughs> quote, Oh, dear. Order me a pizza, bitch, oh. now! Okay. Uh, <laughs> usually the sounds order like a real is winner. for a sandwich. But yeah, 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 that's true. Bitch. Exactly. Make me a sandwich. Uh, so the also, <laughs> can I just say, like, he called her to ask her from a remote location to order him. Could he have not just... Use that same phone. I'm sorry, I'm using logic. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Where there is none. Sorry. Also, he's drunk. Now, the victim said that he'd be uh, he'd he'd gone on rather to argue with her, and he was being rude. And this was after she arrived home. Didn't order him a pizza. Blah blah blue. There was all sorts of shenanigans. But the end of the day, the thing that earned him crazy, stupid, idiot status was this: in his uh, altercation, in the altercation that he had with his girlfriend. Mm He did something very heinous to her. What did he do? He took his finger. Oh, dear. Oh. Put it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then stuck it in her ear. He gave her a wet willy. He literally gave her a wet willy. And apparently it said the victim said that he admit, or he said rather that he did give her a wet willy, but didn't mean to upset her. I mean, does anybody get not upset with a wet willy? Also... Who does a wet willy? I mean, also, why, what, when, who, what, how do we all know that move? I mean, do you ever think about that? Like, who was it who thought who was it was a good first? idea? Well, yeah. apparently his name was Willie. Exactly. And it was, you know, it his was wet, wet finger. I mean, <laughs> who ever thought to do that in the first place and then spread well, it such that attempts? everybody knows to do it? How were there, like, where were the failed attempts? Like, in the Wet Willie discovery, like, finally he discovers wet finger in the ear of Wet Willie. But, like, how many other times, times and places I know, was he trying did to he put his finger? Wet finger. I mean, it's just so gross. So, um, I will say the attack, she was totally fine, and, um, you know, obviously that's not a fun experience, but the the worst part of the attack apparently was the pulling of the hands and then the sticking of the finger and the thing. So, he, just so you know, a wet willy is considered a misdemeanor battery. Oh, I'm glad to know that. So, I'll remember that. He earned five years probation and 126 days in jail, which he'd apparently already served up to that point. So, he was, you know, he's a winner. Wow. And he had to do all these other things, but he then went off his probate or, you know, violated the probation, which is what earned him the opportunity to go back to 
the place. With what a guy. Place. Yep. What a winner. What uh, a winner, chicken donor. All right. Uh, for our next crazy, stupid idiot, we are going to travel to Pennsylvania. And I'm going to tell you about a couple, uh, 36-year-old Robert Williams and his 35-year-old wife, Tiffany. They're from Montoursville, Pennsylvania. Hmm. They went to the bank uh, at some point in May. At the time, they had a balance of $1,121. Okay. And uh, they went to make a deposit into that bank account. Okay. And the teller accidentally hit some extra numbers. Yep. And uh, they ended up with $120,000 in their bank account. Hello. Lucky. Now, if you're a normal person and you see a mistake like that from the bank, what do you think? Mm. You think, I hope nobody <laughs> figures this out. Do you out. think I should probably call the bank and let them know they made a mistake? Uh, Maybe I will yeah. be rewarded for my honesty? Maybe. Or do you think finders, keepers, losers, weepers? I mean, while my first instinct would be finders, keepers, losers, weepers, my second instinct would be penitentiary. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to call the call bank. Call them up, right? Well, they went with your first instinct, Bradley. Oh. And they decided to go on Sausage. a spending spree. They bought an SUV two four-wheelers, a camper, and a car trailer, and they paid off all of their bills and their car repairs. Then they had $15,000 left over, and they were like, let's be generous with the money that's not ours. And they gave that to friends. Oh, that was kind of them. Oh, paying it forward. Uh, but then in <laughs> mid-June, the banker was like... The bank is was that like, what theft is called? Paying yes. it forward. <laughs> so sweet. In mid-June, the bank was like, hold the phone. We made a big mistake. And they traced it back and they figured out that well, these two were the ones who got the missing $120,000. Because they're a bank. That's what they do. Yeah. So Robert and Tiffany were told that they have to return all the money they've spent. Plus, are you ready? They've been hit with $107,000 of overdraft fees. Wait, how did they get overdraft fees? Because the bank corrected the amount that was supposed to go in there, because that's what the bank does. They don't call you and go, hey, whoops-a-daisy, we gave you $120,000, so can you just give that all back, and we're going to have to, like... They don't do that. They just delete it from your account. So then they had all the overdraft fees because they'd spent all that money. are, Are you calculating? I think I understand. So they're saying that you wouldn't have had money in there, so that would have been an overdraft. Yeah, I mean it just is an overdraft because they don't they don't call you first and go give us the money back. Yeah, they just take the money that they errantly put in your account. But how out. much later was this? After they'd spent one hundred seven thousand. No, 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 I know it, but like like within a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a couple weeks later because they did this on May thirty first, and it was mid June when they discovered uh-huh. the discrepancy. So uh, then the then the the bank tried to come after them and they ghosted the bank. They were like deuces. They like tried to be on the run. Um, the bank has now called the cops and now Robert and Tiffany have been arrested on felony theft charges. See, I feel like your first opportunity to like maybe make good on that is to be like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that explains the few extra dollars in our account. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. We'd happily pay this back. Yeah. Would you take a check mm-hmm. and then maybe give them a few dollars every month until you paid it off? I mean, what I'm saying is they could have handled this better than leaving town. Correct. Yeah. 
No, but they knew that they had done something wrong. I mean, it's it literally was like a computing issue, which I've had that happen in my bank account before. And then the bank usually does rectify it all by themselves before I can even get off hold to tell somebody. Yeah, well, good luck with Don't that. Don't even get me started. Oh, I have a thing you should use, though. What? I'll tell you off the air. There's an app Thanks. that you can use that'll contact people like that. when you, So you don't have to sit on hold forever and then... Will it call you back when they no, take you No, they'll do it for you. Well, then. Yeah. Oh, all righty. Like my cable bill, when there's an outage, they will call the cable company for me and give me my money. Get out. Yes. All righty. Okay, that was where? Pennsylvania. Okay, let's go back to Florida, shall we? Let's. And I want to tell you, uh, we're going to go to Clearwater. Clearwater, Florida. Why do we know Clearwater? Because that's where the Scientologists are. Yay, but this story has nothing to do with church Scientology. In fact, I want to tell you about a 26-year-old by the name of Shalom Lamar Jones. Or Shalom, Shalom, Shal- Shalom. Anyway, let's call him Shal. Let's Shal, Mr. Jones, rather. Our pal Shal. Our pal Shal. Uh, he is from a place called Oklawaha. Oh, Florida, which must be near Clearwater. Anyway, he was driving the other day eastbound towards, um, oh, what's that gas station called? I don't know. Anyway, it was on Bay Boulevard. It was around <laughs> 6 p.m. All right. Now, that's that happens every day. People, people get drive. in cars and they drive in the direction However, that they're going to drive. He was driving pretty recklessly, mm. Mr. Shalom. Was and he began weaving in traffic. Oh, you should not weave while you're driving. Don't weave. <laughs> Scarves <laughs> don't or do, lanes. Don't do your needlework while you drive. No, he was weaving between lanes okay. back and forth. And that's when something horrible happened. Uh oh. An accident. Crash, bang, boom. He crashed mm. his car into a power line, which threw power lines across Clearwater's major east west thoroughfare, which, you know, that stops traffic and yep. electrocuted like a whole. Um, truckload of sheep that were on their way oh to the my slaughterhouse. Gosh, stop. Are you serious? No. Oh. So, <laughs> so, but it did, you know, power lines on the street, bad That's thing. bad. Not good. After the scene of the crash, or after the crash, you can imagine Mr. Jones was like, oh, doo-doo. Yeah. I got myself into a big one this time. Mm-hmm. And the big one being that power pole. Mm-hmm. But he was okay. Uh, at least he survived and well, nobody else good. was hurt. So he tried to off with himself. Like run off <laughs> okay, with himself. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going with this story? He tried to He's run like, off. I'm out of here, man. Nothing to live for. No. So he ran off. He ran off. But and then authorities arrived, right? Because mm-hmm. beep boop boop boop. Yeah. Or no, yeah. that was supposed to be sirens. Yeah. Beep boop boop beep boop. And when a power line's down, people gonna notice. People, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So cops show up and they're like, "Huh? Okay. Well, this guy couldn't have gotten far because he's on foot. I mean, he was fleeing the scene. His car is like wrapped around right. a telephone or a light pole." So they're looking around and they're looking around and it's where he is that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. Uh, Was he in a tree? No, but close. He was in a big bush. The only problem was the big bush was not big enough to cover his 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 body. (laughs) (laughs) So he was just sticking out of the big bush. Literally, there was a guy in a bush and the cops looked over and were like... (laughs) So he did not excel at hide and seek. See you. Oh gosh. Shalom Lamar Jones. 
Oh, and that was the end of and that. And then uh, they took him to Pinellas County Jail. And I bet they did. Do you ever notice how often we end up in Pinellas County? It's a, it is a hotbed uh, of crazy, stupid idiots. Yeah. It's true. It's true. When we beep come back beep beep. on the Colleen and Bradley show at 2.45 every day, we play a little game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.